Welcome to the Hazel Rockets podcast, the number one golf podcast for new product launches, interviews with industry experts, golf trends, and more. Hi, this is Ken Morton Jr. and you are listening to the 36th podcast of Hazel Rockets. We've made it to episode number 36 and we are now in 2022 and have a slew of new products that are coming out. And over the course of the next few weeks and few months, we're going to have all kinds of new interviews and discussions about our favorite topic on Hazel Rockets, and that is new golf clubs. We are all in favor of new equipment because it's not the Indian. It's always the arrow, and there's always a magic wand out there to heal all of our golfing wounds. Thank goodness. Um, and that is our uh, kind of what Hazel Rockets revolves around. We have lots of topics, but ultimately it kind of comes down talking about new product. This particular week, we are talking all things Odyssey Golf. Our guests on this episode are Odyssey Golf's Sean Tulin, who came over from TaylorMade Golf and was a longtime putter design for them, as well as Luke Williams. And together, they are tasked by Callaway Golf, the parent company of Odyssey, to uh, design and develop all of their new putters. And they have a slew of new putters that are coming out in this month, and we're going to get a chance to really talk about all of them. But first, a little bit of history on Odyssey. Um, They got started way back in 1991. Uh, That's actually the year I started buying golf equipment, and a uh, designer who is famous in golf named Jim Flood took advantage of some new materials and, and specifically a insert that he called Stronomic. And uh, it was compar- composed largely of urethane, which is the material they make uh, Pro V1 and, and Chrome Soft golf balls out of, and really pioneered the Odyssey putters out of the gate. And right out of the gate, there was a Rossi line that was very popular, named after Bob Rosberg, who was playing the senior tour at the time. Jim was the kind of guy who kind of had his finger in a whole bunch of different things, and um, he you know, he founded Alda Le Chaves and and designed uh, Metalwoods and and all kinds of different things, and the putter company really, uh, despite him, uh, took off and became a wild success. Uh, that first year, uh, first few years, they did only about a million dollars in putter sales, um, and uh, they. Uh, would grow up to um, a a wildly successful putter company doing tens of millions. And in 1997, um, they sold to Callaway Golf, and Callaway Golf has now had it for uh, ever since. Um, They sold uh, a million putters back in 1996, if you can even think about that. I mean, that is a lot of golf equipment. And uh, won their first uh, Masters using their putter, and... and, uh, then fast forward to the year 2000, they introduced a putter called White Hot, and it originally it actually released and replaced the original black insert that they had had forever, um, and the White Hot really was the revolution that uh, Callaway really put their stamp on the brand. It was a little bit uh, sharper looking, a little bit more responsive than the black insert, and more than anything, it really took a little bit of an industrial look of their putters and really gave it a really uh, beautiful aesthetic. 
2001 saw the two ball release to the golf market for the first time. It's hard to imagine that the two ball putter now it's been a, through a whole bunch of different evolutions, but the concept's still the same as 20 years old or 21 years old this year. Um, it was wildly successful. Um, for those that you maybe have been living under a rock and haven't seen it, there's two large circles on the top of the uh, putter that look like golf balls allowing you to line up three consecutive golf balls for uh, directional purposes. Um, They would uh, continue very strong, but uh, as early as 2003, they held a 50% market share in putters out there, which is, uh, that is a wild number, particularly as Ping had been uh, such a um, big uh, putter company and Odyssey really took the market by by storm. If you go ahead to 2016, they uh, revised the white hot, uh, put some metals in some of the inserts. But in 2017, they came out with the O-Works line, um, which really uh, was a beautiful piece of art um, and uh, really started making designs to uh, that increased the moment of inertia and were really appealing to a wide handicap range of golfers from scratch golfers all the way up to 40 handicaps. They would uh, then um, have uh, introduced the uh, the Stroke Lab putter, which was last year with the new shaft, it's a half steel, half graphite, counterbalanced putter uh, that is um, really kind of changed putting unto itself again. And really, overall, Odyssey has been the number one putter in golf now for a, at least a decade or more, um, has 600 worldwide tour wins and almost $750 million in prize money earning their putters. And um, it's certainly impressive. And Odyssey will undoubtedly not be going anywhere anytime soon. They're around for a long time, particularly with this level of leadership that we're going to talk to a little bit. So um, we're excited to have them. Uh, Both of these guys are legends in golf for their uh, putter design and putter department management. And um, we're really excited that Sean and Luke are going to take some time and talk to us about Odyssey today. So without further ado, please welcome Sean Toulon and Luke Williams. All right. Well, I'm super excited to have Sean Toulon and Luke Williams here with Odyssey Golf. And maybe we'll start a little bit with kind of maybe how um, each of you, your journeys ended up with uh, Odyssey. Well, I'll start for Luke. He was unemployed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Luke. You can you can talk. Yeah, You've I've, been here longer than I have. I've been at Callaway uh, my whole career. Uh, so it's been 26 years now. Um, I started out working at our test center and um, then kind of worked my way up through product design and R&D. Um, and then I was brought over to do a sort of category leadership role. And I, in that sort of capacity, I've worked on woods and irons and fitting. Um, when Sean came on board after um, we were acquired by Two On Design. Um <laughs> Nobody really knew that. <laughs> That's different uh, than how I had heard the story. That's very interesting. Yeah, you just got to go right to the source for yeah. the truth. Clearly, yeah. clearly. Um, so then when Sean came on board, I was doing uh, irons and putters, and he asked me to focus my time and energy on putters, and that's what I've been doing ever since. 
And Sean, you kind of came in a little bit uh, somewhat as an outsider to into the Callaway family, right? Yeah, did I ever. Um, as you know, I spent um, a, a long, long time at, uh, at TaylorMade um, and actually had retired midway through 2015. And um, I've got three kids, Ken, and two of them talked me into starting a putter company, which we did, um, and launched Toulon Design. Oh, about six months later, and uh, about four months into that new journey, we got acquired by Callaway, um, and they brought us in to run Odyssey and do a couple of other things here. So I've only been here now for, gosh, I guess, Luke, it's close to six years, but uh, it's been a blast. I, You know, when you spend that long at, um, at a company's major competitor, it's, you don't really know how you're going to be accepted, but um, everybody here has been great. We've had a great time being here and uh, hopefully making a difference. That's one of the items I've had a pleasure to know uh, Chip for a long time, and he spares no um, uh, time, you know, no no amount of energy is too much in order to go find who he thinks is the best in space. And um, that's something I really admire about him. You guys are an interesting dichotomy because um, you know, Sean, you're obviously from outside and bring in some new fresh ideas. And Luke, with you being around as long as you have, um, you are kind of, you know, part of the long, you know, OG heritage of Odyssey. How do those kind of two things mix a little bit? Yeah, no, I think you're right. I, I mean, um, it, it's always good to have new ideas and, and people from the outside, um, you know, coming in some fresh blood. Um, and perspective, I think there are times, you know, where Sean will, will ask me, so, you know, something about when, did, when, when, when you guys launched this before, you know, how did this do or what, you know, that sort of thing. So I have a little bit of the historical perspective, having, um, been through a lot of that, even when not working directly on, uh, putters or at least full time like I am now. Um, so yeah, I think it, I think it gives us a nice, a nice blend of, uh, I mean, lots of experience, some here and, and, and some Sean's been not only with TaylorMade, but just in the industry, um, you know, all the way starting out as a salesman and, well, I guess, you know, teaching golf and he's done a little bit of everything. So it's, it's great to have his perspective. Sean, what do you think your, um, your kind of biggest influence on Odyssey has been since you came on board? I would say, um, Ken, I just, I always believed that um, Odyssey was innovative. Um, and I do think that maybe it had the, the pace of innovation had maybe slowed, slowed down a little bit, or, or at least maybe the rest of the industry had picked up somewhat. Uh, and I felt like we could maybe move a little bit quicker, uh, which I think we definitely have. But I also think um, that just, you know, a putter is very different than other pieces of equipment, and the relationship a golfer has with a putter is is certainly on a um, sort of a different emotional level. Um, and I, I guess I have pushed very, very hard to to help make the Odyssey brand more premium, uh, whether it's fit, finish, materials, uh, design, you know, little things that go into making a product really good to, um, 
and taking it to the point where it's absolutely exceptional. And I, and Luke and the team have really bought into that. And, and I think we're just really on the cusp of, of doing our best work ever here at Odyssey. And that probably leads me into kind of, you know, going into some of the new 2022 products, but before maybe we talk about specifically about the putters, you know, what are kind of the, uh, maybe the new evolutions of technology that you guys have brought to the category over the last year or two? Why don't I, I'm going to start out with a kind of a general statement and then I'll kick it over to Luke and he can talk more specifically. Um, we, we believe wholeheartedly now today, maybe more than ever before, certainly ever since I've ever been here, that performance makes a difference. In, in improving somebody's uh, putting. Um, and the only way you really get meaningful performance change is with meaningful innovation and, and really pushing the, the envelope of new thinking and using new materials and new techniques and, you know, all of those things. And um, so we have gone all in on that. Um, and I think you really see it, Ken, when you see just how dominant the brand has become now on tours, not just around the world, but specifically here in the United States on the PGA Tour, um, you know, we're winning these counts and winning tournaments, you know, way more so than our competitors are. So um, that, I think, is a, just a, a testament to the, the overall uh, emphasis, emphasis, I should say, that we're putting on performance. I'll let Luke kind of clean up all of that and tell you what we're up to now. Yeah, so a couple of our would have become sort of core technologies for us. Um, our white hot insert this year we're we're all in on our white hot insert it's been it's the most the winningest uh, insert of all time on tour the most loved the most um, sold insert ever and it's just kind of the gold standard for for feel um, sound performance for those that like an insert consistency of speed consistency of speed yeah it's got a some really unique properties that make it really hard to really hard to match and really hard to beat. Um, so you'll see that across our line this year, uh, the white hot insert, our stroke lap shaft. Um, this year we've gone all in with the red version. So last year we had in the 10 line, we had a charcoal version. It was the same structure, just different color. Uh, but this year to really, sort of maximize the visibility uh, that we get out on, on tour in particular. We wanted to um, go red across the board. It shows up great on TV. Um, and and that technology is really about helping golfers putt better, to Sean's point, through improving their strokes. So by making that shaft um, primarily out of graphite, we're able to take weight out of the shaft and redistribute it in the putter. We effectively perimeter weight the putter by putting a little more weight in the head and then putting some weight up in the, the, the butt end of the shaft under the grip. Uh, and that delivers a more consistent stroke for players. So not only are we helping players with um, their speed control, with the insert, um, the MOI to help, help the head be more forgiving, uh, locating the center of gravity where we want it, but uh, but this stroke lab shaft and the weighting that comes with it really allows us to help golfers make more consistent strokes. You guys uh, mentioned things like feel and sound, 
And, you know, to the golfer outside, they know what they like and they know what they don't like. For you guys, you guys probably have to go about uh, measuring that in some kind of scientific and and metric way. Um, Walk us through that process and and kind of how you guys determine, you know, like why the the white hot insert is so popular. Well, I... So here in R and D, um, and Ken, I'm sure you've 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 been through the building uh, and seen some of um, the uh, investments that we've made, really across the different platforms and different product categories. But in putting, um, we've got a, 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 a sound chamber that allows us to very precisely measure not only. Um, the, um, the decibel level of a sound, but the frequency that a collision might uh, might create. Um, and then we can take those absolute numbers and work with the best players in the world and find out, you know, does this, does this sound right to you? More importantly for us, we, we try to do our best of coordinating or, or really finding a harmony or, or synchronizing the sound and the speed at which the ball leaves the face and, and, and really try to create the right combination of the two. Um, and when we do that right, like we have with White Hot or we have with the Toulon uh, mill pattern that we have on the Toulon Design mill putters, um, to try to get these things to really be in sync with one another. And when you take those exact measurements and then get them validated by the best players in the world, you usually have a pretty good place to start. And, and every project that we begin really starts the same way. I've had conversations with Roger Cleveland there in the building on the wood side about how sound is so connected to feel for golfers. I, I would assume it's very similar in putters as well. I'd say it's even more important and um, um it's, it's even when you work with the best players in the world, sound equals feel for sure. But with putting, I would say there's an there's an extra element added in there is when you hit a putt and and you have a stroke that, you know, sort of kind of what speed you've delivered the, the putter head to the golf ball. Uh, at, and you get that collision, so you get the sound and you get the feel, your brain is immediately telling you how far you think that golf ball should go. And if you look up and you see that golf ball hasn't traveled that exact same distance or the one that your brain sort of predicted it would, then the whole thing sort of falls apart. So sound has to equal feel, and and the feel needs to be what you see as far as distance 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 traveled by the golf ball so sound equals feel equals distance and if one of those things is out you're probably not going to resonate very well certainly with the best players in the world yeah for sure for sure um you talked about uh distance control and rolling out the distances and all that kind of stuff and certainly moment of inertia is a key component of that depending on where you hit it across the face um i think you know, in my eyes, over the last decade, the um, acceptance of golfers to try different shapes and really um, kind of go outside the box from the traditional, you know, bullseye and answer style heads that we, you know, that we all grew up with um, has been yep. much more prevalent. Um, as designers and as creators of putters, has that given you more freedom to try new and different things? 
For sure. And I think um, uh, you're spot on there. And it probably goes back a little further than that even. I, I think the, the two-ball putter, when that came out, um, I would say really kind of ushered in a whole new um, wave of more progressive mallet designs because of the success that it had, not only in the marketplace, um, but also on tour. It sort of freed designers up to maybe look at things a little bit differently. Um, so at the time, the you know the two ball was a very radical design. It was seemed like a big putter. Um, if you look at it now, compared to other more progressive mallets um, that are out in the marketplace and on tour, it's it's not very big and it's um, it, it looks normal now. Um, but at the time, it was it was pretty crazy. Um, but you know players it worked it helped a lot of players aim better and that's one of the one of the things that we can do to help golfers improve their putting probably you know as much as anything is is get them aiming better so that really ushered in this whole new um wave of putters to your point moi became a a point of emphasis for those because just like with uh, a driver or an iron um, when you miss hit the center or when you hit it off center, um, you're going to lose some performance. You're going to lose a little ball speed. You'll lose a little of your directional control. Um, so the higher the inertia, the, the less you lose. So the more it behaves like a center hit. And um, so that's, that's really why a lot of these larger, more progressive mallets have, have come into vogue. It's, they're, they're easy to line up for many golfers. And they have this built-in forgiveness, um, but we've found that there can be drawbacks too for certain players. Anyway, um, the center of gravities on those tend to get deeper. Um, that's why in our 11 this year, we've we've worked to pull the center of gravity forward um, so that we have a more shallow center of gravity closer to the face, and that that helps golfers square the putter back up. We find for some some players. Um, when the center of gravity gets too far from the face, the putter wants to open on your backstroke, and then it takes more force to get the, the face to stop opening and get it rerouted and, and squared back up. So uh, some players will have a tendency, if they're right-handed, to, to leave the face open uh, and miss their putts to the right. So that's been sort of a drawback of these larger formatted, higher MOI mallets. That's that's why with our number 11, we were really focused on maintaining that inertia, but pulling the center of gravity forward. And then in our tri-hot line, we've got a line of blades that would be, you know, more like the ones that you talked about growing up with in terms of shape and size. Um, but because of the use of multiple materials, we're able to get inertias like you typically would get only in these really larger formatted, more progressive mallets with a center of gravity that's even more shallow, closer to the face than it would be with traditional blades. So that's really, you know, that's kind of the best of both worlds in the in that line. I know in woods, the farther the weight is back, um, we see the change in loft and in launch off of the ball. Does it affect the spin and or launch of the puttered loft at all in the same way when the when the weight's forward or back? I would say yes. Um, 
it would have to as just a general rule. I think though, Kenny, it would be it would be pretty difficult to really measure that, but um, I would say to a small degree, yes. Okay. If, you know, it's interesting. I used a zebra putter, ram zebra putter, when I was growing up, and didn't understand why I hit it more, more consistent across the face. I just knew that with you know that it rolled out the same distance, much different than any of the other putters I had, and um, clearly I was just ahead of my time. Right, that, that's the only answer there is to it. So. Um, nowadays when we're fitting putters though, you know, it's as, as much as you guys use the pros as the validator of, of seeing, um, uh, which putters are going to resonate out on tour or not. Obviously the huge winner of all of this is the mid to high handicappers who now are going to benefit at a level, unlike any other golfer out there with some of these new designs, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and I'll use the Tri Hot 5K as sort of the poster child for this. When um, when we work with the, the best players in the world, and we've had great success already, already wins with Tri Hot 5K, um, this idea of moving the CG forward, uh, which really helps uh, reduce side spin um, and, and control downrange speed better, especially when it's paired with high MOI, um, you know, that that can save a professional golfer um, a quarter of a stroke around, you know, or one stroke for a tournament. Um, and that number for the average player, because they tend to mishit it um, a little bit more aggressively than, <laughs> than a touring pro would, that number easily doubles or triples. Um, so when you, when you can take these new ideas, new thoughts, um, and, and really new executions of innovations and technologies and take them away, not just to give them to the, the touring professional, but um, apply them to the average golfer. That's where the real magic happens. So we use the tour to really validate things, but anything that you see um, where there's a pretty profound difference in technology for a tour player, the average player specifically in putting will see much greater results. You guys have a, a kind of a brand within the brand with with uh, Toulon Designs, and I, I, I we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about uh, what's new for 2022 on that front as well. Yeah, well, thank you. Um, we're off to just a phenomenal start with uh, with Toulon Design. Our counts are are up everywhere across the world, really, and I don't think many people would really know that. But if Toulon Design was a standalone brand. I think in Daryl's survey uh, counts now, it would be either fourth, I think the fourth most popular putter brand in the business today, in the industry today worldwide. So that's something that's really cool. Um, to, to answer your question, what's new for 2022? It's all new. Um, every head has been completely redone. Um, the weighting has changed. Um, the, the overall industrial design of every head has changed the face pattern has changed the shaft has changed and the grip has changed and kenny can't do all that without changing the darn head cover so we changed that too <laughs> um, but it was just tickled with the, the the way the team has come together embrace this idea of a brand behind a brand and and the business is growing so we're looking for 
uh, really big, big things out of Toulon Design this year. So, Sean, I have one big question for you is how often your kids are saying, I told you so, now drawing you out of retirement? <laughs> well, that, that that hasn't, I would say it's intensified since we started working <laughs> together, but, but I would say that's been going on now for about 30 years. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, us, us kids have a tendency to do that to our parents. No, there's no doubt. But you know so. what? But you know what? Um, and your father would know this too, but um, Kenny, you know, I'll be darned if they aren't right most of the time too, right? So, you know, a lot of times, you know, for me growing up and, you know, be, having done this now for as long as I have, um, it isn't always nice to be reminded that you don't have all the answers, but um, but it's true. And uh, I've come to really embrace that. And, and you know, the, the, the kids, young kids, my kids, other young people that work here are really, really bright. So um, it's part of what keeps me on uh, my toes and, and hopefully curious enough to, uh, to really try to learn every day. Well, be careful, Sean. You just admitted that out loud. They might actually hear this now. So, <laughs> so Let's hope they do. Uh, last question for you guys, and uh, just what's next for Odyssey down the road? What you know? What kind of objectives do you guys have uh, to continue to evolve uh, putter expertise? I'm going to let Luke give you the corporate speak, and then I'll give you the juice. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I think um, one of the things you know being in the role like Sean and I are in um, is we're always, you know, working on next year's product or innovations that may not, they may not be ready for a couple years yet. Um, so we always kind of have an eye, eye on the future. And um, it's always, it's interesting, you know, by the time we launch a product, it kind of it almost feels old to us because we've been living with it for so long and working on it for so long. And, um, testing it and all of that so it's great when we can finally get them out and share them with the world um but that being said we're already you know well down the path on next year's products and we have some um some really exciting um things in the pipeline i would say i'm more excited about what we have coming um and kind of in some of the the new excitement and innovations that we're going to bring to the category than I ever have been in the putter category. Um, it's, it's just, it's an exciting time. Um, and, and we're, we've got some really cool stuff. So <laughs> I, I will have to do this again next year because, uh, we, uh, we've got some, some stuff that I can't wait to share. I think, um, Kenny, what, what I would add to that, and uh, Luke, you, that was good. Um, <laughs> but what I would say is, in the past, and, and you know this as well, Ken, that putting has really been, you know, very, the putting design uh, part of it has been very artful. Um, you know, and it's been a nuance of a shape or a nip tuck here or there. And, you know, so it's really been, craftsmanship and and you know the eye of of really the creator coming to life in a piece of metal and i think that part um is as alive and well today as it's ever been what we're doing now is adding a level of science and a level of uh technology um to the process that's never been seen before and i would say it not only has it never been seen before nobody's doing it but us um, so when you 
can sit down with um, you know people with uh, you know a, a bunch of initials after their name, and and talk to them about applying uh, uh, artificial intelligence and and virtual reality and things like that to parts of putters and putting design. Um, you can start to look at the world through a completely different lens. And, and that's really what Luke is alluding to. So um, I think what we're going to drop on the industry over the next, I'd say, two to five years is going to be mind-blowing. And um, not only is it going to look cool, it's going to take performance to a certain to a, a, a level that, honestly, nobody has ever really dreamed we could get there, and, and we're on the cusp of it. Well, that's that's super exciting. It my uh, my the the golfer in me has goosebumps on my left arm. The retailer in me has goosebumps on my right arm. So uh, that's that's excellent news. Uh, just for listeners that are out there, if you know, I I have mentioned this on the podcast below before, but um, Callaway spends more in research and development than most golf companies are big. And that, again, that, that is part of the culture of Callaway and Odyssey Golf is that um, they are forever innovating and um, going to great lengths and bringing in experts from outside the industry and people from Boeing and golf balls and, and you know, experts from all these different fields to try to develop the very best product that they can. And um, at the foundation, that's truly what Ely Callaway was all about. And so it's nice to say me, I having known him that here, you know, 30 years later, you guys are still leaving and breathing his values that he had back in the day. Yeah, it, honestly, it's really alive and well here. Um, you know, Luke, I'm sitting in Luke's office right now, and he's got a, a picture here in his office of Mr. Calloway. And, um, you know, I wasn't around, obviously, for the early days, but I was at the other place, um, you know, and, and got a chance to work for um, a equally creative entrepreneur in Gary Adams. And, and it, there's so many similarities, and yet there's big, big differences. And um, it, it's exciting when you see that things really come together. But I would re be remiss by not saying Chip has really been the one now uh, that has totally embraced this idea of science meeting art and, and doing both things. And um, and doing both things at a level nobody else has ever done. So I think as we kind of look back at this, you know, now five, six, seven, eight years from now, uh, we're going to be amazed at where we ended up versus where we are now. Well, that is great to hear. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you guys want to see these new Odyssey putters, feel free to come in and see them at our flagship store at Hagen Oaks Golf Super Shop, or you can visit and see them all at both mortongolfsales.com or at odysseygolf.com. Gentlemen, thank you for your time. We really appreciate it and uh, uh, appreciate the level of dedication and expertise that you guys bring to putting every single day. Thanks so much, Kenny. Much appreciated. Yeah, thanks for having us.